Well, it's been great over the, the summer month of August just to hear from different voices and bring in different words uh, from God's Word this morning. And uh, so this morning it's our joy and our privilege um, to have Nimi come and share the Word of God. So let's give a massive round of applause as Nimi comes to share his heart. Praise the Lord. Pastor Steve, when Daphne came up, you... You, you helped the atmosphere first to calm her nerves. Um, it's all good. It's all good. It's glad to be in the house of the Lord. It's glad to be in the house of the Lord. I remember I was about 10 when the first prophecy came and said, I'll work for God. But trust me, you, Pastor Steve knows the story. Like, that was, and I'm, I'm, I'm 33 now, so that's 20, 23 years ago, right? But it didn't go as planned. I, you all know I wanted to be a rapper, right? <laughs> For those that didn't know, I wanted to be a rapper. Um, but this is me in God's house doing his word. I remember that Sunday I was here. When Pastor Steve called out and I was here and I broke out in tears and he laid his hands on me and said, God will use you. That was the, tell me, funny enough, that was the fifth time that prophecy was coming. At that point in time, I told God, God, I'm tired of running. Just use me. <laughs> I, I give up. <laughs> like, if you, you said this prophecy back home in Nigeria, and I've escaped Nigeria, I'm here now. No one knows about me. And you can still reveal this prophecy. Then I think you really want to use me. Um, it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. Um, morning, church. Okay. Pastor, how long have you been doing this? The, the <laughs> 16 years. Do nerves kick in sometimes? <laughs> okay, let's, let's just bow our heads and pray. Father, Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity to speak your word. We thank you for that prophecy you said some 23 years back. And we thank you for the journey you've taken me through. Lord God, we thank you for today you shall use me as a vessel of gold to speak your word, not just my word, but to speak your word. Your word of glory, your word of truth, your word of honor. And I pray over these people listening to my, the sound of my voice. Lord God, may this word be fertile in their hearts in Jesus' name. We pray that whatever you've destined today to be, may it come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. It's a tactic to kill the nerves. <laughs> okay. Um, today, I bring to you good news. And we're looking at trusting God. So today's topic we're looking at is trusting God. Um, just to shed a little bit more light. Pastor Steve, you have given me this message probably like three weeks ago when the church was not this full. Probably. <laughs> so as I pulled over, as I pulled to church this morning, just in a funny way, he said, the church is full. <laughs> you, you know what that means, right? <laughs> So, so I'm like, okay, don't worry. God, God will see me through. God will see me through. Let's quickly flip our Bibles to Matthew 6, 30 to 33. We're looking at the message version. It should pop up. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, my name, it's the hyphen, it's the other way. Well, it's all good. <laughs> so Matthew 6, 30 to 33. I'll read. It says, from the message version. I like how the message version puts it. He says, if God, gives you such, if God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never ever seen, don't you think he will attend to you? 
take pride in you, do his best for you, what am I trying to do here is to get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God, underline that in your Bible, if you're using the message, people who don't know God and the way he walks, feels over these things. You know, the previous chapters talks about things, loads of things, and yeah, I said, but you know God. Both God and know and how he works. So you don't you don't just know him, you know how he works. Steep your life in God's reality. Underline that word steep. It's the verbal version of the word normal steep we know. The the adjective that says um, that talks about slopes and everything. But this tip here has to do with putting yourself um, in a liquid. You remember the analysis um, our sister Taffy gave us last week? That some of us have our feet in the liquid, in the water. Some have our waist level. Some have a mess in the water and so on and so forth. But here it says, steep your life in God's reality, God's initiative, God's provision. Don't worry about missing out. Another word, another phrase on the line, you will find all your everyday human concerns will be met. You will find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Can we say amen to that? Okay. So that's what I'm looking at today. Trust in God. Trust in God. Um, quickly, let's look at what, what does trust mean? We, it's, a, it's a common word we use probably every day. But what does trust mean? I had to look up this in the in the dictionary, and this is what it says. It says, a firm belief in the reliability, truth, or ability of someone, something. But in our case, this someone and something is what? It's God. Let's try and establish a relationship between trust, the definition, and God's word. So three key points we can pull out from that definition. The first is what? Reliability. Truth. Second is truth. And the third is what? Ability. Okay. Reliability. What does it simply mean? You can count on something. You can count on something reliable. And in Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. Not a human being that he should what? Change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill reliability. So is God reliable? I'm asking the church this morning. Is God reliable? Yes. Truth. John 17, 17 says what? Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is what? Truth. Ability. Ability simply means what? Power. Power. Jeremiah 32, 27. Behold, I am the Lord the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard, too difficult for me to do? So with this, we can simply define trust as what? Trust is a complete and total belief in the word of God, no matter the circumstance. So no matter what you're going through today, no matter what the economic situation is, simply what? Trust in God. His word, in his word, there's always something a, a, a verse for you that will pull you out of that situation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Trust is a complete and total belief in the word of God, no matter the circumstance or situation. Okay. Ironically, as Christians, we know these truths. Probably we, we probably grew up in a Christian home. We know these truths. But yet, there are still certain things why we do not trust in God. And that brings me to this point that says things people generally trust in. Things people generally trust in. First is what? Knowledge. Even as Christians, sometimes we fall short of this. Because you are knowledgeable in an area, you feel that, oh, it's something I'm, I used to do. So you feel that, that little prayer of God take control. It's, a, it's, a, it's as simple as that. God, I, I give this process back to you. Lead me. We just ignore it and just say, oh, it's something I can plug this. Well, the problem when you plug it, you hear that explosion. I'm not saying it will happen. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is sometimes, as simple as a, a matter is, trust God. Trust God. Put him first every time. Another point is understanding. Because we have understanding, because we have wisdom, we also sometimes not bother to trust in God. And because everything is rosy for us, we, don't, we forget to put that situation back into God's hand. Wealth, it's, it's a very common thing. The moment you get wealthy, the moment you, you think, oh, you've arrived, you feel there's no reason to fall back to God. Certifications, oh, you have your master's, you have your PhD, you have your MVQs, and what have you. Why do you need God? You don't need to trust God. Everything is going well for you. Connections. I can call Pastor Steve tomorrow and Pastor Steve will open the door for me, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that should not be our mindset. God is the one that gave you that connection. So at every point in time, go back to the source before you even go to the connection. Praise the Lord. Political might, family name, career achievement as well. So the question is, how often do we trust in our abilities? How often do we... Let's, let's ponder on that. How often do we trust in our abilities, your knowledge, your wealth, your eloquence? You can speak so fluently, you can speak so well, your understanding and your wisdom. Let's ponder on that fact. How often do we trust in our abilities and we fail to give God back the simplest of situations? Just say, God, I'm, I'm about to go and start my car this morning. I deliver the car onto your hand. It's as easy as that. But because you feel you kick or your car is hybrid, once you put the ignition or you just press the start button, it goes on. It has been going on from Monday to Friday. So, so, so Saturday it should go on, right? Or Sunday it should go on. But you try it on Sunday and it does not come on. Or you try it on Saturday and it does not come on. It might be a result of because you've, 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 you've relied too much on the ability of the car or the ability of yourself. You know, growing up, we all know I grew up in a Christian home, right? But you know the story. I learned, my, my father had a, um, he had a very common quote and he said, he usually used to say, at best, man is a failure. At best, man is a failure. I heard this word probably for like 20 years, but I never knew what it meant spiritually. And I had to learn this the hard way. So I remember my first job interview. Probably some of you must have heard this testimony as well. I stepped into the interview room. I was privileged to be like the top three in my class um, back in the university undergraduate days. So I, I relied on my knowledge and my understanding and my wisdom. But the, the, the um, invigilators, or was it, the examiners asked me a simple question. And I flopped. 
Have you ever been in that situation where you step out of the room? You remember the answer? Who has been in that situation before? <laughs> so, so the moment I stepped out of the hall, I remember the answer and I knew I flopped. I knew definitely I was not going to get that job. I knew. Human standard, I should go and start looking for putting in other applications. But that was a Wednesday. And usually back home, Wednesdays we usually have our midweek service. So my dad called me and said, how was the interview? <sighs> I was like, Dad, yeah, it went well, but I need all three. Um, I need a minimum of two of the invigilators or supervisors to say they should employ me or move to the next stage. I had an inside um, information. I said one has said employ him, probably because I went to Uniben. I went to Uniben. So maybe she went to Uniben, too, but so probably she was trying to help me. So she said employ him. So the two other men had not made decisions. So I told my father, like, I need a minimum of two people to, oh, Jesus, are you coming to listen? <laughs> so I said, I need a minimum of two people to, to say, move on to the next stage. And you know what my dad said? He said he is on the altar of the Lord. All three will say yes. <laughs> I'm like, this man, do you know what you're saying? In my head. <laughs> Do you know how I flopped? I could not, I was too shy to tell him, Daddy, I flopped. I, I, could, I could not answer a question and I, I didn't do well. But he said, he trusted in the Lord. He said, trust in the Lord and I'm standing on the altar of the Lord. All three shall say, employ. <laughs> okay. Okay, Daddy, Daddy has said it right. I'll take it. But deep inside me, I knew that, Daddy, you are just lying. <laughs> if only you knew what I went to right now, you'd be saying, well, okay, when, when is the next um, opening where you apply for? <laughs> so I waited. After 30 minutes, I had to call the insider I had there. And she said, all three said employ. And I was like, God is good. At that point in time, if, if you are friends with me, you have my, my number, you check my WhatsApp status. There is something I write on my profile that at best, man, I am, what, by strength shall no man what prevail. It was that day I got that word. By strength shall no man prevail. Because it was not my ability. If it was my abilities, I had failed. If it was my wisdom, I had failed. If it was my understanding, I had failed. But because God wanted to say, no, it's not by how powerful you are. It's not by how knowledgeable you are. It is me in this situation. It is me in this situation, and I'm going to cross you Part that red sea, that red sea of seemingly failure. I'm going to part it and make you walk through. But what happened? Yes, I walked through, went to UBA. I still do not work for God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> let's, let's, let's come back. Let's come back. Let's bring you back home. Um, Proverbs 28-26, the Amplified Version says, He who trusts confidently his own half is a dull, thick-headed, probably I was <laughs> fool. But he who works in the skillful and godly wisdom will what? Rescue. Will be rescued. Psalms 27 verse 7, also Amplified Version, also says something that is very vital here. He said, some trust in their chariots some in horses, but will remember and trust the name of the Lord our God. Praise the Lord. 
Some trust in their wisdom. Some trust in their understanding. But as Christians, because we know the God we serve and we know how he works, we will remember when situations come, we will remember and what trust in the name of the Lord. Okay, are we together? So with all that puts um, on ground, the foundation laid, how do we build our trust? Building our trust in God. Building our trust in God. The first way we build our trust in God is through his word. If, a, if you are a Christian and you're not reading God's word, there's no way you will find his promises. How will you know his promises? I say his promises are yea and amen. There is no way you will know what he... He says, he says the thoughts I have for you are thoughts of good and not of evil. If you've not read that, you would not know. The only what you know is your chemistry and your maths. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We need to study God's word. Isaiah 46, 9 to 10, the New Living Translation says, Remember the things I have done in the past. For I alone am God. I am God. And there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass. For I do whatever what I wish. If you've not read this portion, if you've not come across this portion before, and situations come that are stormy, Sometimes you tend to shake, but he has told you that he sees the future. He sees beyond the storm. We see the storm, but he sees the glory beyond the storm. Praise the Lord. Another way, there's so many, so many Bible, Bible references, but I, I won't bother you with all those. Another thing is recorded miracles. Recorded miracles, that's another way we can build our trust. And where will you find recorded miracles? Still in his word. Still in his word. Testimonies of our brethren. Testimonies of our brethren. I remember this past week, I was, I was going through Facebook. And I'm so happy she's in church. Because I was like, we should be in church. We should not be in church. <laughs> and I went through. She, she has raised up her head. She knows I'm <laughs> So I, I was checking the Havant um, Family Church page. And I saw Meg's testimony there. Wow. Have we read that testimony? If you've not read that testimony, go to family page, haven't, the Facebook page, and read that testimony. You know God is good. He's still in the business of doing miracles. If in Ezekiel he could tell, he could make dry bones leave, he turned dry bones to a mighty army, then what's, what pain are you going through? Have you laid your hand? Have you, tell, have you laid your hand on that part and said, God, and declared his word over it and said, God, this is your word over my life. If you could do this in time past, you can do it for me again. You can you are, you are not a God you are, you are not a God that just showed up yesterday. You show up every day. He's going to show up tomorrow. Tomorrow is a certainty with God. So study His Word. Whenever ever you are probably going through situations, look for similar miracles. Talk to brethren. Brethren have probably had some, gone through some, some, probably similar situations. Let's let them build your faith and build your trust in Him. Another way is. The seasons we go through. I've come to appreciate with my little work with God. Very little because probably like three years now, right? But it's good. We're growing. <laughs> that God passes you, takes you through seasons that, um, to build your faith, to build your trust. But one time, sometime, um, something we tend to forget is when, we are, when, when it's taking us through the good season, 
everything is blossom, no COVID. You can sit out with 120 people. You don't need to do six gathering of six or try and book early. <laughs> you remember those times, right? That you have to be on the internet to book fast. And imagine you have a family of 12. So you have to sit apart, six, six. Or you have a family of seven. Pastor Steve, you told me something about <laughs> that. Um, I think it was Kesti's dad had to stay far away because it's, uh, they had to, you had to, you had to only be six. So you can imagine when you're not going through those seasons, everything is blossom. We are here, we can sing. There was a time we're in church, we could not sing. We had face marks about all of our mouths. Imagine in church, you can't sing. But now we can, it was terrible, right? <laughs> but now we can sing. Now we can have gatherings, we can sit out. God is telling us something. He's telling us something. He's building our trust in him. We should, we should know our God. Thank you. Thank you. So whenever a season comes again, I'm not saying a season is going to come, but whenever, because <laughs> we don't want that whole lockdown or COVID, comes, you appreciate that God, if he gave us a good season, he will take us out of this bad season. That's what God does. He passes us, he takes us through seasons. And this is where the children of Israel in time past failed. They didn't understand. They, didn't, they lacked this understanding. But as Christians today, we should have this understanding that, how am I doing for time? Oh, 13 minutes. <laughs> we should have this understanding that what? He is the God of all seasons. Good season, bad season, he's building our trust in him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Quick one, some dangers or consequences of not trusting in God. Yeah. There are dangers of not trusting in God. There are consequences of not trusting in God. I have witnessed it. You might not know, but the first danger that God revealed to me when I was preparing for this message was delay. And he further confirmed this word when Pastor Steve spoke, I think three, two Sundays ago, the children of Israelites, of Israel, they were meant to what? Enter the promised land in how many days? Who can remember that message? Ah, let's see those. That were, <laughs> all of us that took notes that day. <laughs> how many days were the children of Israel meant to enter the promised land? 11 days. But it took them how many years? 40 years. Because of lack of trust in God. He has, when we are going through the good seasons, remember him. When you are going through the bad seasons, also remember him. Don't cry out and say, God has forsaken me. No, he has not forsaken you. He gave you that good season. He's able to give, take, you, take you out of that bad season. According to what, what Pastor Andy calls it, what? The corridor of faith. He's taking you, he's building your trust in him. He's taking you through those marvelous seasons. Yes, when the bad seasons come, also cry out and remember him. Okay? Because the moment we turn, we choose to turn our backs from God, we're hurting ourselves and not God. Promises that are meant to come quicker might tend to delay. Another danger is what? Fighting unnecessary battles. The, bat the Bible says, the battle is not what? Yours, but mine, says the Lord. But if you don't trust and hand over these battles to God, You'll, be, you'll just be there fighting the battles and nothing is happening. Can you fight a spiritual battle physically? Is it possible? You can't fight a spiritual battle physically. So most times that we're battling with certain manifestations of the spirit in the physical is because we're not connected to the right source. 
Because we are not trusting God for it. Situations come, hand it over to God, no matter how minute or mega the situation is. Are we together? So, negative gone, positive come. Benefits of trusting God. Benefits of trusting God. First is all around security. All around security. And in his word in Psalms 1251, King James Version, he says what? They that trust in the Lord shall what? Be as Mount Zion, which cannot be what? Removed, but abided forever. Second point, renewal of body, soul, and spirits. In Isaiah 40.31, Amplified Version says, But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, we gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles. The King, the King James Version says, as eagles, a metaphor, direct comparison, rising towards the sun. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not grow what? Tired. Praise the Lord. They that wait or trust on the Lord shall renew their strength. Another point is protection. Protection. We all know the stories of the three Hebrew youths, right? Imagine yourself in that situation where you are told to confess your faith or to do something that goes against your faith. I look at those three boys and I say, wow, are you sure I can do this? But they trusted God. They said, even if our God does not what rescue us, we will not do it. But what happened at the end of the day? They threw three and saw what? Four. Protection. He will protect you. He's definitely going to protect you. Praise the Lord. Restoration. Restoration. The years that the locusts and the cancan home have eaten. Because you trust in, the God, on, in, in your Lord. Because you know that, oh, this season is just temporary. When the season leaves, he's going to what? Restore you. See the story of what? Job. The story of Job. And he says what? He got everything he had lost how many times? Double. So everything he lost, when his friends were saying, curse God and die, or his wife actually told him, curse God and die, the moment he prayed for his friends, what happened? He said God restored everything he has lost double. Praise the Lord. Deliverance and healing. I came to my sister's um, testimony as well. Deliverance. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. So we're not just saying testimonies or miracles have happened in time past. It has happened even in family church. It has happened in family church. Praise the Lord. So if, if, you, if, you, if you look at, oh, the Bible, I can't key into the one in the Bible. Key into our, our sister's own. Key into it. Key. Remo- refuse to remove the key until the testimony happens. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay. Deliverance and what? Healing. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. She trusted. She said, if only I can what? Touch the M of his garment. She didn't want to even, I don't want to see Jesus' face. I just want to touch the M of his garment. And what happened when she did it? Even Jesus Christ felt that what? Power, virtue had left him because of what trust can do. Praise the Lord. Benefits of trusting God. Benefits of trusting God. I'm about to wrap up this message, but I don't know why, who God is speaking to. Probably me. I hope I praise me. (laughs) 
Let's trust God. No matter the situation, no matter what you're passing through, no matter how bleak it might look. You know, some of us come to church and we smile, but inside us we are burning. Inside us we are like, if only they know. And that's why Pastor Steve has always encouraged us. Speak to someone. Yeah, some of us don't know how to talk. You don't even know how to start. You don't know where to start from. Because if you start, it might look like you're a failure. But God does not see you as a failure. All what God wants from you and is calling into a relationship of trust. He has done it before. He will do it again. He doesn't, he doesn't start something beautiful and end it. He, the moment you, you confess and accept him as your Lord and personal Savior, he's in a relationship with you. All what he's looking out for is how do we build this relationship together? I'm not just the one. He, see, if it's in terms of builder, God is the almighty builder. He has perfected the relationship. But what do you do? Your own call. It's a give and take relationship. You need, to, you, need to, you need to show that willingness to grow in God as well. So that's why this message has come in this, this morning. That we should trust in God. Today is so special to me. For one reason. Four years ago on a Sunday, I lost my mom. And I remember when my sister called me and she said, Mom's situation has gone critical. August 12th. She said, Mom's situation has gone critical. I, had to, I called, I told people, then I, was, I wasn't even, I was just a church goer. <laughs> so, but I knew, I knew there was power in God's word, right? So I called my uh, fellow youths and we were praying. The pastor sent an, an elder, we're praying, 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 praying. We're praying for almost like 30 minutes. Then my sister called back in. You know, you are praying, but you are waiting for that call. So as my phone rang, I went out of the circle, picked the phone. Mom is dead. I dropped to the floor. I dropped to the floor. I was crying. I was like, because growing up, one of my greatest fears was that I'll wake up one day and I won't see my parents. And any time I thought of that, I used to break into tears. I'm like, wow. Mom was someone, she wasn't educated. She wasn't she didn't, she had to, if you know how Nigerian polygamy family, uh, some, sometimes somebody has to drop out of school for someone to go to school that will not train every other person. So that's, <laughs> that's how it works sometimes in Nigeria. But unfortunately, before they could come back and train her, she got married to my dad. So rather than train her, they trained us. But it was a training, right? <laughs> so mom had to go to school in old age. I had a connection with my mom because the school runs that she was meant to do for me, I did it for my mom. You can picture it. So there was a connection and a bond with my mom. We had plans together. We had plans to buy the world. <laughs> if we could buy the world. So when mom left, like a part of me left. But today is our 40-year remembrance back home in church. And today I'm ministering today. So it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. I just feel in it all. God is fulfilling his word. So before I step out of stage and thank God that I was able to overcome the nerves. And Pastor Steve, two more years, okay? <laughs> I want to leave us with this song. It's, it's a song that ministers so dear to me. Tyler, do we have the song on? Good. Trust and Obey. It's a, it's a, it's a good hymn. It's a hymn that we, we sang when we were small, but we didn't even know what we were singing. But, but now, I think I understand. I understand it deeper now by Don Moy. So let's just listen to the song, 
connect with it. There will be a word for you in the song. Let it just speak to your hearts and run with this song this week. Thank you.
Dean Coffee. Cheers.
but 